Sanborn Coffee bring you Edgar Bergen, Charlie McCarthy, and Mortimer Snur, and Charlie's special guest, Orson Welles. To wake up America and stop the experts. The Damon Runyon Theater. Hello, dear listener, and welcome to our show of shows, a podcast about old-time radio. I'm Dan Howland, and I'm joined by my co-host and pal, Tom Higgins. Hi, Tom. Howdy, Dan. How you doing? I am doing. I am doing as well as can be expected under that the is. extraordinary circumstances. The times we um, live in. Yes. Well, we will talk a titch about that later. Yeah. Um, Every episode, we choose an old-time radio series or a genre, and we talk about its history, performers, legacy, and importance, and we try to figure out how it works. And my pick for this week is a little show called Damon Runyon Theater. Oh, Damon Runyon. It ran um, in the late 1940s. There were 52 episodes. They were transcribed, uh, which is a way of saying pre-recorded, as opposed to being done live uh, over the air. It was done by the Mayfair Transcription Company, and uh, it was a syndicated show, so it wasn't any specific network that it went out on. I think it might have gone out on a lot of CBS stations, but I don't remember. I think you're um, right. Yeah. Uh, there were... Uh, well, let me talk about Damon Runyon a little bit. He was uh, a popular writer. He wrote uh, for newspapers. He lived from 1880 to 1949. He wrote uh, short stories about characters who were kind of fringe members of New York, the New York mob, kind of. <laughs> they, were, they, were, they were the criminal element, but they weren't the worst of the criminal element. They were just the most colorful. Yeah, and these were like the Soprano spinoff shows. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. The, the stories that he wrote were narrated by a nameless character. Uh, he never gave a name, and nobody referred to him by name in the stories. But the producers of this show thought that probably wouldn't work, so they named him Broadway. So last week, we recorded an episode about Broadway's My Beat. Yep. This is the same area of New York, pretty much, but... It's set earlier. It's set during uh, Prohibition. And uh, so it's all the, the um, colorful characters from that era. And uh, everyone pretty much in a Damon Runyon story speaks in this New York accent. That's mm -hmm. what we think of now. It's what we think of now as a typical tough guy, New York mob type of voice. Uh, it's always in the present tense. <laughs> and they never, never use contractions. They always say, do not, would not. Um, I should not kill that person with this tire iron. That would be most offensive to my senses. Yes. And, yeah, and they'll just say, I see that this is a problem rather than I saw that this is a problem. So, well, hey, um, what up? <laughs> yeah, yeah they don't ever say that. Yeah. No, uh, a little late. Uh, so... Uh, I have a, 
a quote that I'm going to read in my worst uh, Damon Runyon accent here uh, from one of his short stories, The Idol of Miss Sarah Brown. This is probably my favorite little example of this. Son, the old guy says, no matter how far you travel or how smart you get, always remember this. Someday, somewhere, he says, a guy is going to come to you and show you a nice brand new set of cards on which the seal is never broken. And this guy is going to offer to bet you that a jack of spades will jump out of the deck and squirt cider in your ear. But son, the old guy says, do not bet him. For as sure as you're sitting there, you're going to get an earful of cider. So, <laughs> yeah. so that's kind of the tone of these things. Um, the show, uh, Damon Runyon Theater, had kind of an interesting uh, history from an organized labor perspective. It was produced in the summer of 1948, and everyone involved in radio was aware that there was going to be a strike called in the autumn. Ah, yes, and I've heard of this. It was yes, and it was an effort by the union to get a, a decent royalty system going, <laughs> so that everyone would get paid for their reporting. So, in order to produce this show on schedule, they had to uh, do a whole bunch of reporting of music cues in a big rush. So they got all the music cues pre-recorded. And then they jumped into production really fast in order to get all 52 episodes recorded wow. in the full autumn. And the problem was... <laughs> you can see several problems with it. I guess there's a lot of problems <laughs> with that. But specifically, as far as casting goes, uh, the original actor that they had cast in the role of Broadway was Pat O'Brien, who was uh, famous Pat O'Brien. Yeah. yeah, he usually played like uh, prison wardens and priests and stuff like that. He was uh, kind of a crony of James Cagney. Um, he did a pilot episode of this show. And I guess that's still in archive and archive.org. And he may have recorded several episodes because very often they record anywhere from two to five episodes in a day of these kinds of shows. Okay. Um, but anyway, they replaced him because O'Brien couldn't do it because there was a movie, uh, Howard Hughes was making a movie called The Boy with Green Hair. Do you remember what? that movie? No. You've never seen this? Never Please? seen this. Uh, here. Okay, okay. Uh oh I'm give you my, my trivia. You ready for some trivia? Yeah, here we go. Because it ties it into our favorite thing. Uh oh um, The Boy with the Green Hair was Dean Stockwell. Oh, my goodness. Dean Stockwell was in one episode of Columbo. He yes, was he was. The, Quantum Leap. He was, he no, played he the guy in Quantum no, Leap. In, yeah. No, he was in two episodes of Columbo. One, yep. he was the poor schlub who gets framed for murder. And then the other one, he gets murdered. He never got to play the, the villain. Yeah. But he got to play a victim. So, um, yeah, and he was in Quantum Leap. We know him from that later. But he was a child actor at the time. Anyway, and, and Pat O'Brien... Pat O'Brien was unavailable because they were reshooting that movie uh, to make it less of a message movie, believe it or not. It had a message and Howard Hughes went, uh, no. No. So, yeah. so anyway, we've got a clip now of John Brown, the actor who replaced Pat O'Brien and who played Broadway through all 52 episodes. And this is from Dancing Dan's Christmas. So here we go. You can hit that. 
Once again, the Damon Runyon Theater brings you another story by the master storyteller, Damon Runyon. And this one, Dancing Dan's Christmas. And to tell it to you, here is Broadway. Thanks. The time this story takes place is Christmas. The time when everybody is saying things about peace on earth, goodwill to men. Now that is a sentiment with which I go along 300%. And I wish that everyone will take it to heart. However, there are certain citizens who never hear of peace. And goodwill is nice, but not absolutely necessary. And how it happens that I almost spend my last Christmas with no will at all is quite a story, which I will tell you about in a minute. Pre-recorded music cues. Again, I get that, 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 that accent, that particular New York stilted accent is like, mm-hmm. it is of a New York type, but it is definitely like, like from it's three. It's an idea. Uh, it's a fantasy. Yeah. It, it's, it's, a, it's that Broadway theater area thing of a very specific it's age. It's a bit like a Cockney accent for New York. Yeah, not, but it, but yeah. it's. It, but it's kind of like it's either the Italian Americans who are trying to sell us Italian or the Jewish Americans who are trying to sell us Jewish. Let me tell you, my son, rather than my son, let me tell you. You know, it was very much like they were trying to for, they were trying to do received American rather than received. Yeah, word. yeah. And well, it, I'm it, sure Damon Runyon was reporting it accurately because he was a. You know, yeah, a no, I'm sure he was, but it's very, it's he very knew specific. All, he knew all these characters. Everybody in his stories was based on some real character. And you can, almost, you can almost see yeah. somewhere on those persons a little blue book, the little university in your pocket books to help them learn Shakespeare or something. They're, <laughs> they're trying to better themselves, and you can hear yeah, it. They're, right, yeah. I am yeah, speaking better than of, my father. Right, they're speaking in this mock fine language you know calling calling other people citizens and things like that is really kind of fun well i have another weird bit of trivia just for this episode that i just learned when i started doing the research for this did you know that in 2010 damon runyon was inducted into the roller derby hall of fame get the heck what (laughs) how did this how did this happen Well, this happened because uh, in the 1930s, there was a promoter named Leo Seltzer. He read a statistic that 90% of Americans had ridden roller skates. And he said, I got to monetize this. How can I figure out a way to turn this into a sport or a thing? And so he invented this endurance race with women as being the roller skaters. Okay. And they were supposed to just, they would essentially just skate around a rink in a circle and after they had racked up a certain mileage then one of them one team would be declared the winners no hair and pulling yet was, no yeah none, none of none of that yet right and so this toured around the country for a while and when the tour reached miami damon Runyon was there and he went and talked to seltzer and he said that he had long ago had a similar idea but he couldn't work out the details. And he said, I know all the, I know some people. I I would happen to know some people. (laughs) Who can get this booked, yeah. And he also said, make it more of a team competition and play up the violence. Play up (laughs) the violence. Yeah, you should definitely have them be more aggressive, you know, and 
And thus the WWE was born. More or less, <laughs> more or less, it's the birth of that kind of pro wrestling ethos. Um, yeah. The roller Derby, which was, you know, and nowadays it's all this kind of um, young women's empowerment thing. Well, I, I was amazed up in Portland in the, uh, in the early 2000s, uh, roller derby took on a big resurgence. And there were local teams, and uh, you know, you could it's still not. Around now. Yeah. It's still going. Leo, I thought, Leo, yeah, and Leo Seltzer, the uh, promoter, had a lot of roots in the Portland, Oregon area. Wow, that was the one neat thing about living in Portland is there was so many transplants and stuff. There were things coming from things, and you would just turn around and like, you know, roller derby was a thing again. And I'm like, what? Um, wrestling of all uh, to mention wrestling. There was um, warehouse wrestling in in yeah, Portland in the nineties and matches, yeah. wow, yeah. really sloppy, really like, but but yeah. You know, mess, that, yeah. but a, a really beautiful mess because it's just people go, hey, I want to wrestle. Okay, good. But learn how to take a fall. And I should have said that before you fell because now you're hurt. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are, I think we're done with uh, Damon Runyon Theater now. And that is, a, that, that would be Damon Runyon. Mr. Damon Runyon was such a good Mr. guy. Damon Runyon, yeah. Uh, nice fellow. So, um, <laughs> nice fellow. He was a good fellow. Um, hey. <laughs> we have uh, a couple more things to talk about. Tom has the daily podcasts. Oh, yes. Are, you want to explain that? You, uh, you, time or no? you, yeah, I will, I will give you the brief chef's tour. Uh, every day there is one of 20 different podcast feeds you can listen to. Most of them are radio shows of a like from that day in history. So if you're listening to it on November 27th, you'll hear shows that were broadcast on November 27th, and so we have topics. So, yeah, on that day in history, yeah. So it's like, we got the comedy, we got westerns, we got hard-boiled dramas, we got, well, you name it, we got it. If we don't got it, you name it, I'll make it. It's one of those things. Yeah. And You've then there were a couple. Yeah. Too. yeah, no, Dan was the one who came to the, the, the hot yeah. buttered podcast for movies stuff. So, yeah, yes. that, was, that was Dan's Which idea. We will do an upcoming episode about that. So. The movies. Um, Let's see, what else have we got? We, we have a Patreon. Patreon. Yep, go ahead. I will, I will give you the Patreon. It is patreon.com slash our show of shows. But you know what? Uh, at the moment, don't patronize us. There's Ooh. a pandemic on. Donate to a food bank or something, okay? Yes. We don't, you know, just for now. Um, we'll come back. But buy, buy, buy a dinner from a local restaurant them. who's still open. Yeah. Do, do right. something and, nice for a local person. And, and dump it onto a plate and put it in the microwave and uh, you'll be Oh, fine. no, don't do that. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, we've got our website is our show of shows.com. Our Twitter is at our show of shows. Email is Dan at our show of shows. And Tom at our show of shows. There you go. Uh, uh, Facebook. Respectively. Yeah. There you go. Facebook, our show of shows. Um, and, uh, yeah, anywhere on the web, just Google for our show of shows. You will probably find us. You'll find us. I don't think anybody else has that name for a show unless you get your show of shows, but don't type a Y in front. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, we'll be back before you know it. In fact, we're recording another one almost immediately on the back of this one. So, uh, the next episode that we do is going to be on Les Paul. And I'm looking forward to that one. Until then, ladies right, and gentlemen. So Good. You, you take it, man. That, I'm Dan Howland, and... I'm Tom Higgins, and you guys have a great night. Charlie McCarthy's Autumnus Nerd, and Charlie's special guest, Austin Wells. <laughs>
wake up America and stump the experts. (laughs) 